the 10 Minute Wedding Podcast with Dara O'D. Thanks for taking the time to download or stream this podcast. Some people like weddings, and some people, myself included, love weddings. So it's for this reason that I have made contact with some of my favorite suppliers to talk about what they do and hopefully give you a couple of ideas for planning your own wedding. Incidentally, if you're looking for a really great DJ, check out my website at daraudi.com. Meanwhile, take a few minutes to yourself and check out this week's episode. The 10-Minute Wedding Podcast with Dara O.D. Hello, my name is Matthew Weldon. I'm the owner here in Courtville in the Paris Court Townhouse Shopping Centre, and we specialise in antique and vintage jewellery and engagement rings. Uh, who are buying engagement rings? Is it is it mainly a couple? Is it lads who want to give a surprise? Or is it the women who have something specific in mind? Yeah, it's a good question. I think these days I would say 80% are probably couples together. Either they're coming in, uh, they've proposed with maybe a promise ring or a token ring, which is a ring that's not made with precious metal or diamonds. It's usually made with you know, a base metal and cubic zirconia or something like that. And then they come in together and look through all the different styles, all the different designs, stone sizes and cuts and clarities and all that. But they do that part together. You'll still, of course, you'll get you'll get the odd one who comes in, uh, who braves it and picks something out. And, you know, I suppose we're, what we do in that case is we're there to kind of guide and use our experience to kind of make sure they get kind of the right thing, the right piece. Okay, where where do you source the uh, the goods? Mainly, well, so we're looking at our shop. There's an antique gallery in Power Square Townhouse, so it's um, it's like a little constellation of I think just six or seven different antique places and jewelry shops. And we're kind of the first one as you come in, and uh, we buy a lot of stuff in the door. I'd say we could buy a very good percentage just uh, people looking to sell. Either they kind of they want to trade. Uh, they've inherited something that's not their style and they want to sell it and maybe get something they do like. And then we travel abroad as well, going to buy. We go to England, France, Spain, Scandinavia, the States, all over. If there's good jewellery at reasonable prices to be got, we'll go looking for it and bring it back here and put it on display in our shop. I suppose that leads me on to my next question uh, and the all-important one as well. What guarantees do you have that you're going to get an an antique ring? Do you have a certain amount of tests or, or, or something like that? Yeah, it's something, we get, it's something we get asked all the time. So when people buy an antique ring, I suppose, if you buy it new, you know exactly how it's made and so on. But antique rings and vintage rings are just like modern rings. There was really, really good ones, and there was entry-level ones um, where the quality isn't as good. And we specialize in kind of the the high-end, the quality ones. And like these rings, they last, you know, they can last hundreds and hundreds of years. Um and the guarantee is, so, I mean, I suppose you've got one that's tried and tested and you know it's going to be fine, but but we stand over everything we, we sell. So um, we call it kind of the Courtville promise uh, that if whatever you get from us, that uh, if there's ever, like, very, very rarely there's an issue, but when it does happen, we always want people to bring it back and we, we fix it free of charge, basically. So, but that's kind of the guarantee that we give. An interesting thing is that your protections under are the same whether you're buying a, an antique engagement ring or a new one under the law it, it has to be fit for purpose and fit for purpose is engagement ring we all know you wear it every day so are vintage and antique rings better value when new rings i suppose it's a totally different market to to antique and vintage rings first of all the vat is different on them which is now i'm an accountant by trade so <laughs> i'll try not to bore you too much with it but the vat on a new ring it's, it's fully vatable Whereas on the, we, what we do is we think called margin scheme VAT. So we only, if we buy something for say a thousand and sell it for 1200, 
we only pay VAT on the on the the difference, which usually means our VAT works out between kind of one and four percent, depending on what it is. Um, so that's a huge difference before you even start um, looking at the kind of the stones and so on. Um, there's a huge difference in that respect. An antique inventory versus a new one, if you're comparing like with like, I would say we're between 30 and 40% cheaper than any new ring. So. Can you tell me what your best sale has been? You know, have you have you sold anything in the in the million euro bracket or something like that? Um, I wouldn't look at our best sale in terms of value. I kind of look at when we match someone with kind of like the thing that they're really looking for. And if we can find that and kind of match that special piece that the person who's kind of who would kind of it would be their dream ring or their dream piece of jewelry that's really what we're trying to do like we've stuff in all price ranges like we start from kind of a couple hundred euro up to you know several thousand so it it really depends what you're looking for but our sales kind of ethos is trying to match the right thing to the right person and getting them what they really want and not to sell them like the most valuable thing or the least valuable thing if what they like is something that's really is is quite high end, well, and it's in their budget, well, that's great. If not, we're just looking to get the thing that you really want, and get that with the right person. And that, if you get that, I think that's one of our best sales. So, so you said you're an accountant by trade. How did you train to work in this business, and and why does a guy like you work in this business? Yeah, it's a totally different accountancy, and 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 this. Um, I was in well, it was in my family, I suppose. My great great grandfather kind of started about 1890 or so and then all the way all the way up through my grandfather and then um my dad obviously joined the business then in the in the 60s when i qualified as accountant i worked in my in my father's shop for uh, a number of years and then this particular one i'm in now came up for sale uh, and i just jumped at the opportunity and um, kind of the rest was history but in terms of your training it's really on the job there's nothing beats like picking up the goods examining them seeing the qualities of the stones, the qualities of the makes uh, of the settings and how they're actually crafted. It just takes years and years of looking at them. There are courses and things you can do, but it's a real kind of an on-the-job sort of a training experience. What is the oldest piece you've ever come into your possession and, and or, or, or something that has uh, like really startled you with, with its history? Well, I have a... At the moment, I have... A really special brooch, like a really, really special brooch. It's signed Edward Schramm. Edward Schramm was a was a workmaster for Fabergé and Bolin, and Bolin was kind of a Swedish company, and Fabergé obviously Russian. But they both made stuff for the Russian Tsars, and um, and this guy Edward Schramm, he was one of the top makers um, for these two workhouses, and. Um, the quality of this brooch, it's it's honestly it's it's um it's hard to it's hard to put into words unless you see it. Like the stones are all top end, the diamonds in it are, are crystal white, the pearls match perfectly, and uh, the actual craft of it, it's breathtaking. It, it was allegedly now I can't I've researched this now in the what through different methods I suppose, but it was allegedly bought on a trip to Russia by some members of the Danish royal family and the ambassador and the ambassador's wife. And on a trip to Moscow in the 50s, this brooch was purchased and then brought back and it was in the family ever since until it was sold recently. And then it, through, it came through a number of people before it came to me. But it oozes quality. It's got an amazing history. And you think of the stuff that was made for the Tsars, like there was no budget on these things. They just wanted it to be beautiful. And this 
this brooch, it's it's small, but it's just anyone, even if you don't know anything about jewelry, you'd hold this and you'd know that it would be top top end. Um, and obviously Fabergé uh, has a certain connotation to it as well. So, Matthew, if somebody wanted to get in touch or come in and see you, um, tell us where you're located once again and your social media details. So we're in the, the first floor in Power Square Townhouse in the Antique Gallery beside the shop article. Uh, or if you come up beside Pygmalion and our social media is our Instagram we're very active on Instagram we post uh, every day it's Matthew.Weldons that's M-A-T-T-H-E-W dot Weldons W-E-L-D-O-N-S uh, we're also on Facebook and our website is MatthewWeldon.ie The 10 Minute Wedding Podcast with Dara O.D. If you like what you hear don't forget to subscribe and have a brand new episode in your inbox every week for more information about us, go to daraod.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram. If you know someone getting married or who would be interested in this, please share this and also tell a friend. Finally, please rate and review our podcast. That's all for now. Join us next time for the 10-Minute Wedding Podcast with Dara O.D. Oh,